quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. This episode is sponsored by Byheart. Byheart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, alpha-lac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. Byheart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. Byheart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood. Yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found connected parenting and was totally shocked when empathy, listening, doing away with rewards and consequences, and being a safe place actually worked. It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Hi, welcome back to the podcast. I'm here and I am talking all about aggression and aggressive behaviors in children. Um, usually we see these in toddlers, but it can go all the way up until 12, 13, 14 years old, depending on your child, depending on when you've started this work, depending on what kind of things the child's been through. It can happen all over the place. So please do not fret if your child is aggressive. It doesn't mean you have a terrible child. It also doesn't mean you're a terrible person or a terrible parent or you don't know what you're doing or everything's out of control and there's no way to remedy it. That's not the case. I've worked with lots of people who have aggressive kids as me was aggressive and it can be fixed. It can be fixed very easily actually. But what we often do is go to a place of fear where we're scared that our kid's going to be a mass murderer because they're hitting their brother or sister or that they are going to beat their wife or husband because they are um, biting. We go to a place of like, this is their personality. This is their characteristic trait. And we are, you know, raising a crazy lunatic. You're not. It's a fear response. Kids are fearful that a need isn't going to be met or that they aren't going to get something that they feel that they desire deeply. And so they go to aggression. Some kids, not all kids, but some kids go to aggression. So let's talk about what is the overall goal when we have aggressive kids? So usually, not always, but usually it's siblings or it's aggression toward a parent or a caretaker. It doesn't often go to school, but sometimes it can go to school to a friend. Sometimes it can go to a school to a caretaker at school. I've seen that too. But when we work at in the home, deeply, those exterior ones kind of go away. Now, caveat number one, you have to stop punishing your kids and using consequences or what I'm going to tell you will not work. Because if you are also punishing your child, 
in other ways or punishing them when they're aggressive. You can't also punish them and then do these things that I'm suggesting. So first and foremost, we have to get rid of punishments and rewards. By the way, if you're using rewards to reward a child who's aggressive by saying, oh, I'm going to give you a sticker on your chart every time you you know, are kind to your brother or sister, that is also manipulation. And it can cause more aggression depending on the kid. And if you have a kid who's strong-willed and a kid who is sensitive, then it's not going to work for you. It might work with kids who are more compliant, but then what does work mean? Does it mean that these children are shoving their feelings more and they're trying to make everybody else happy and they go into people pleasing? So it doesn't work anyways. It might surface level feel like it works. So what is the overall goal? The overall goal really is to get the aggressive child to stop being aggressive. Now, if we think about it in the terms of connection, this child is not feeling connected in those moments that they're being aggressive. Now, does that mean that they don't feel connected ever? No. Does that mean that it's all your fault and you're not connected to them, so they're hitting their brother or sister? Not at all. Sibling rivalry happens. Unmet needs occur. Kids go to fear. And these things happen. And it's okay. But we really want to get the child who is aggressive to feel better. So in many scenarios, I often see is where people are very worried about the child who's being hurt. And I get it. If you see a child who's being hurt, you want to help them as we should. However, the child who's being aggressive is also hurting in a different way. And if we don't address the child who is being aggressive, nothing will ever get fixed. Nothing will ever change. So if you continue to only go to the child who is hurt all the time, are you okay, this and that, and ignore the child who is aggressive and or correct the child who is aggressive and punish the child who is aggressive or lecture them, tell them why they're doing what they're doing and ask them why they're doing what they're doing is wrong or tell them what they're doing is wrong, then you may perpetuate the aggression because this child the child, the aggressive child is not being taken care of. They must be addressed and they must be addressed with connection. If they aren't, the hurt child will constantly be being hurt and you will constantly be responding to the hurt child and you're just going to get in a loop you can't get out of. And that's where I see a lot of people end up and we don't want to get into that loop. So it is equal parts responding with connection And also making sure that we're not using punishments in addition to not overly coming to the child that has been hurt because that aggressive child sees us doing these things and it can push them farther into their resentment and upset. Of course, if you have a kid who's hurt, we have to go to them, but we don't want to make it this common practice that that's the only thing we're doing or that we're going to them overtly. Hi, are you okay? I'm right here. I understand. Let me help. Let me talk to your brother. When the aggressive kid does something, if you can go to the aggressive kid first, I would. If the other child is not not very hurt or is not phased by what's going on, or isn't, you know, if it's just a verbal lashing out, or if it's just a, you know, like a push or a shove, it isn't something that they are actually very hurt, I would try your best to go to the aggressive kid first. I know that sounds counterintuitive. I get it. You can always come back to the other child and say, oh, no, that was really hard. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that happened. I'm sorry you guys had that interaction. I wish that didn't happen. I wish they didn't do that. But 
the kid who's being aggressive, we must get them feeling better. That is the only way to protect the child that is being hurt. The best way to protect the child that is being hurt is to come to the aggressive child and get them re-regulated. I hope that makes sense because if we don't get this child re-regulated, all bets are off. We'll never fix it. Before we dive into the next segment, a quick shout out to our fantastic sponsors who make this free podcast possible. ADHD affects so many of our families and finding the right care can be a challenge. With Done, you can get the care you need 24-7. At donefirst.com, you have an expert team who can help you get personalized treatment for you and your sweet kids. ADHD doesn't have to jeopardize the connection you share with your family. Take a free one-minute assessment and book an appointment with a licensed ADHD clinician as soon as the next day. Get continuous care, one-click refills, insurance coverage, and 24-7 care team support with Done for just $79 a month and pharmacy co-pays as low as $0. Visit get.donefirst.com forward slash podcast to learn more. Done. Turn ADHD into your strength. You know what I don't miss at all? The vicious week before my period. I always used to feel like I was walking in quicksand and craving the most unhealthy of foods. My sleep was always off and my moods were unpredictable. Now it's easier to manage PMS with EstroControl. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. And the biggest benefit, feeling like myself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 14,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off the entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code PEACE at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code PEACE for 15% off today. Now, back to the show. So how do we come to this child who's having a really hard time and being aggressive? We come with connection. We come with affection. We come with empathy. We come with understanding. We come with love. We also use our body as a as a um, border, as a boundary, as a limit. We put our body in between the two kids so that our body is keeping the one child from attacking the other child immediately. If you have children that are constantly fighting, do not leave them alone. If you have an aggressive child, do not leave the aggressive child alone with anybody. We can't. That is really putting the other children in peril. You have to stay close when you have an aggressive kid because what your job is going to be is when you see aggression or when you feel it, you have to get involved immediately and get your body in between them to protect that other kid. But you are going to come to the aggressive kid and away from the other child if you can get in there before they can be aggressive because that way you really are protecting the kid who's being attacked. Correction is not the answer. I know it feels like the answer because our society is full of this idea of correction, right? But it is not it is not the answer because it will make the aggressive child more resentful and upset and angry and more angry at the kid who they were being aggressive with because they might 
see it as you are on their side. And if they see that, they're going to be angry with you and angry with the child. So we have to use connection instead. We can come with affection. We can come with hugs. We can come with love. We can come with play. We can come with the idea of empathy. We have to use this, these ideas of connection to come to this child. Now, later on, three, four hours later, we can't talk about it if you really want to. But then do you think to yourself, is it absolutely necessary? Do we think this child knows that they were being aggressive and that it wasn't right? I'm almost 100% positive. Almost every person would say, yes, they knew it's not right. They understand they're not supposed to hit or kick or bite, but they didn't. They weren't able to come to their senses because their prefrontal, their thinking brain was offline because they're undergoing some sort of disconnect. They're feeling some sort of way, jealousy, anger, resentment, that they couldn't have the toy they wanted, that they weren't going to be able to play, that they were going to get in trouble. It could be a myriad of things. So they're having a disconnect and that disconnect has thrown their thinking brain offline so they can no longer reason. So when they kick or they hit or they bite, they're not in their reasoning brain. They're not doing it because they're bad kids or because they don't know any better or they need you to correct them. They're doing it because they're totally offline. And the connection, getting in between, using your body as a boundary, getting in between and coming to them with connection puts them back online. And once they're back online, then they can make good decisions. Now, people will say, can I talk to them later about it? Yeah, sure. But do you want to? Let's think about it. Let's weigh out the positives and the negatives. One is, does it create, create more shame for them? And do they already feel shame? And many of these kids are strong-willed, highly sensitive. We see that combination a lot, not all of them. And so will it create shame for this child who is highly sensitive? And do they need to re-encounter this experience again? Do they need to rehash it again? Do they need it to come up again for them? Haven't they already experienced it enough? And if we bring it up to them again and they feel shame, and they feel angry about it and upset about it, who are they going to be upset with? The person they were aggressive with and likely us. If you truly believe that they don't understand that this was the wrong thing to do, then maybe yes. At the end of the day, several hours later, you say something like, what happened with you and Teddy today? Oh, he took your toy. You didn't like that. Oh, you hit him. I get it. Well, honey, what do we know about hitting? That's all you have to say. He's going to say, we shouldn't hit. It's not nice. Whatever he says. Or if he says, I like hitting. And he really doesn't know. If he's under two, he may not. But I have a feeling that in a couple of you know, these experiences, they figure out that it isn't nice because they see their sibling cry or they, they see this interaction as being you know, hard on somebody. They do have empathy. So If you really want to visit it later and really want to talk about it because you think that they don't understand, then by all means do it. But be very cognizant of why you're doing it and what the implication is and if it's really important and will it create more shame and are you perpetuating the cycle of aggression and really weigh it out. If you need to, you need to. I get it. But I would use those as few and far between. So I think there's a lot of different aspects to this aggression piece. It's much more complicated than just 
tell the kid they're wrong, reprimand them and keep the other kids safe. It's a, it's a little bit of a beast, this aggression piece. So I hope this helped put some of it into perspective. It isn't necessarily easy, but I think if you come with connection every single time to this child who's being aggressive, in a few weeks, you will see improvement, but you have to stick to it and you have to stay away from punishments and consequences and threats and bribes and rewards and all the things that are not going to help you in order to get those results. If you are feeling lost in your parenting and you want some help around it, we have many places to get you help. We have our Connected Parent Mastermind, which is an incredible group coaching program. It's so beautiful. And we also have one-on-one coaching. So please join us. We will put the links in the show notes. And I hope to see you guys in some online world somewhere. Thanks for joining us on the Peace and Parenting Podcast. See you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.